Housewives? Yes, I did. All right, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to your next episode of Woman Did You Watch Housewives podcast. We're back recapping the third episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. I am Dima. And I'm Tressy, and we are back where we left off. All right, guys. So we come back. We're we're starting off back at the studio and this scene a lot happened. So we're going to recap it quick. Basically, Candace continues talking to the producer about Michael Darby and how her husband is not going to be the next one. Um, She brings up that the girls are like nice and welcoming to Michael, even after all of that, but start hating on Chris, even though he hasn't done anything. Then we get a little bit of mix of Wendy and Robin starting to go at each other about approaching Mia at the spring fling. Robin starts calling out Wendy for singling her and Giselle out. Wendy's upset that Robin is grouping her in with them about having doubts about Mia. And they really start going at each other. There's like yelling. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like this is when Robin got activated in this episode. Um, But also, I don't understand like why she was coming so strongly at Wendy. I don't think it was warranted at all. It was... Like, I feel like it it's beyond whatever happened with Mia. I think there's some sort of animosity between them. And Robin at this point decided that she no longer likes Wendy at all. So I think that's why she's coming at her so strongly. Yeah, I have, I have like this very similar thoughts. Like I have no, I don't know if I missed something last season or what, but like, I had no idea like that, like Robin was triggered by something and I don't know what it was, but after hearing Wendy's hot mic outside of like after she left and she was basically like yeah like of course Mia's lying I then I wondered like did Robin hear Wendy say that before and we just didn't get it and so she knows that she's trying to like she knows that Wendy didn't believe Mia and then she's trying to make Robin look bad no, I don't think so because that hot mic moment happened after, right? But but what I'm saying is maybe maybe that hot mic moment slipped, but maybe Wendy had her own moment with Robin before. Oh no, they have not really gotten along. I don't believe that they've seen each other or hung out with each other like that since. But last what season. happened at the end of last? So what? Where did they leave off last season? I don't remember them having like all of this animosity toward each other. No, last season, you definitely can see. Okay, so when Wendy first came, um, her and Robin actually like connected because they both had boys and I think like they got together and, you know, their boys played together. So Robin really liked Wendy. She, she started feeling like weird about her once Wendy's like coming off like super strongly and was like, you know, like very like oh call me Dr. Wendy and stuff like that everybody's like this is kind of weird was but, that at was that at Robin that, when she said call me Dr. Wendy no no that was to Ashley oh, but okay. everybody was gonna be like come on like yeah. this is a little bit too much but anyways fast forward to second season when Giselle is bringing up rumors that Wendy's husband is cheating on her um mm. basically like Rob like um I believe Wendy had a stronger connection to Robin and Robin for some reason had some 
parts to play with this whole rumor and Giselle and everything. And I think when they when Wendy finally confronted them at that um, lake house where they were staying at, mm-hmm. um, Wendy was really mad, and she made a she made a comment about Robin's relationship that Robin cannot let go. So basically, oh she yeah, in one or like your fake relationship or something. Right, right, right. Okay, fair um fair I don't know because it's like why bringing why bringing this rumor why bringing this rumor like we've all okay I don't want to Robin didn't bring the rumor Giselle brought the rumor per usual yeah but I think I forgot what happened last season there was I feel like Robin played a part in it like I forgot what happened last season that's the that's the scene where they were all doing like the whiskey tasting and Robin got super drunk and then she was in like and, and I think I think Wendy told her while Robin was drunk, like your fake relationship and Robin yeah. got sent, yeah. which like like if Giselle is the one starting the rumors, like from Robin's perspective, she's like, I I am friends with this person, but I didn't start this rumor. Like, why are you coming at me? Come at her. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. But I feel like at that time, Robin and Giselle were like, Robin was like, right now, this episode, that's why I'm super excited. Robin has shown that she can stand on her own. And I'm mm, so excited for that. A but lot. before that, it always looks like whatever Giselle says goes. Like, so anyways, she's, we'll get back She's to that. reclaiming that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then um, they kind of have their standoff, everything like that. Then throughout the scene, Giselle at one point also pulls Mia aside to apologize for what she said. Mia accepts her apology. Realize how she grabbed the whole tray of cupcake when she went yeah. in. <laughs> That's like a you moment. <laughs> yes, of course. I need some emotional support right now. Let me grab all the cupcakes. You would you would grab the cupcakes. I would grab the bottle of champagne and we would walk right into that private room. <laughs> I know, it was so funny. Um, um, I did tell you that um Giselle likes Mia do you see how easy their part like do you see how easy that communication was it would have not been the same with Wendy I don't I I think she was just saying it just to say sorry but yeah I agree she would not have done that with Wendy okay. so, I guess um, we- so then um Mia rules out cancer we finally have an answer she does not have cancer then we'll get into all of her history later um and then finally the scene kind of ends with robin um realizing that mia's sons also play basketball and so she invites all of the kids to come play basketball together except she does not specifically invite wendy's kids wendy's upset justifiably that all of the women's kids are invited except for hers and there's no reason to leave out the kids which i agree with yeah yeah, I think that was pretty wrong of Robin. Um, honestly, when it comes to kids, like invite everyone. No need to single anyone out because if you're doing something for the children, like you're not going to need to interact that much with Wendy. But I, I don't know. I really, really, that left a really bitter taste in my mouth. Like I felt like this was pretty like mean spirited. I, I yeah. wouldn't, I don't, I didn't like that at all. It was definitely intentional. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then, Finally, Ashley makes it a point to tell the girls that she saw Candace storm out. And I bring this up because I do think that all of this attention on Ashley being like, where's Candace? Why'd she storm out? Why'd she whatever? I think that this starts a real problem. I think that there 
indicating to us that there's going to be a real problem between Ashley and Candace this season about Candace continuing to say that her husband is not Michael Darby. And I just have a feeling that Ashley's going to be like, what is wrong about being Michael Darby? And they're going to go at it with each other. Um, I don't know if it will get to that point just because, um, in the preview of the whole season, you see, there's a scene where we're going to see like Ashley talking to Candace and then, um, about somebody that Ashley's going to be dating or something like that. Mm. And like laughing about it. So I feel like that part is not gonna, I don't think like the confrontation is going to be between Candace and Ashley as much than like Ashley and Giselle because mm-hmm. Giselle took it to Giselle took it really far and we'll talk about that um mm-hmm. so yeah to conclude the scene obviously we have the hot mic with Wendy um basically Wendy calling Mia a liar <laughs> not thinking that she was still Mike um so that's gonna be an interesting thing to discuss during the reunion mm-hmm. because, yeah like you know those hot mic moments always always come through so yeah. So then in the next scene, we see Candace um, in her fertility process. She's getting ready for her first IVF injection. And of course, Chris is not here because he's working. Um, she's really upset about that. Um, and then fast forward, we see Karen and Ray going to the nail salon together. So cute. That was very cute. <laughs> like they're getting their nails done. And, um, you know, Karen asked like Ray, whether he feels insecure that she's taking such good care of herself, you know, she's making herself look good. I think she's about to be like 59 or 60, right? Um, and she takes really good care of herself because she does look really good. Mm-hmm. And um, and then she also like talked to Ray and like saying like, you told me that I could have eye candy as long as the candy remains candy. And I was like, huh, what does that entail? Well, oh, I was like, Ray, you have that backwards because- the candy part is the part that you eat and the eye part is the part that's like stay away it's just for your eyes so ray was saying you can have eye candy as long as it stays candy but he should have said you could have eye candy as long as it stays at your eyes (laughs) so ray unintentionally just allowed karen to go off meet whoever she wants (laughs) but that was cute what do you think that means like so i'm wondering like do you think it means like okay she can go to she can go to dinner with another man as long as it remains no, I don't think so. or she can look i feel like it's like she can go to dinner with another man really yeah as long as like it just remains platonic and they don't do anything i think it's beyond like just like oh i see you and you look good oh i i thought it's more like look and don't touch i don't know interesting I mean- ray go to dinner and don't touch each other <laughs> do you have to touch <laughs> no you, you don't have to touch exactly to touch. Ray. that's a slippery slippery starting I know I feel like maybe honestly I could see something like that happening with people that have like such um like a lot of difference in age together where they have this common understanding like I know I'm older like I know there's a lot of things that I might not be able to do all the time oh, so that's sad baby and I give you free pass as long as it doesn't become complicated obviously this just you know just random thoughts I'm not sure if that's what the situation is between Ray and Karen but I don't know my biggest takeaway from your thoughts on that is remind myself not to date somebody over 10 years younger than me <laughs> <laughs> 10 years okay I mean which I don't think I was gonna do but just in case honestly I don't know lately I'm like 
you know yeah I mean you can still find somebody who's older but like still have like a very like um a young spirit and mm-hmm. like they're as fun you know they're mm-hmm. a lot of fun because we always feel like we don't want to date older because like they're not going to be as fun it's not going to be exciting but I think it's just a personality thing Definitely um, a personality thing. You know? but yeah that's funny um and then we have the next scene do you want to recap sure so ashley and her brother go house shopping which was nice um i actually like didn't understand a lot of this so i want you to kind of jump in if you have to oh i thought i was gonna ask you because oh shoot (laughs) literally wrote in my note i don't know what's happening dima probably has more thoughts (laughs) all right let's try to do this like the whole house purchase confused me but I'm gonna let you recap well just for our listeners I am infamously bad at money (laughs) and so um all this talk about lenders and banks were confusing but let's let's see if we can get this right so Ashley is looking for houses with her brother as we know Ashley and Michael are getting a divorce and she wants to buy a house before they finalize or something so the producer asks her, why aren't you putting a cash offer on the house? And Ashley's response is basically that it's not financially sound. They decided, she and Michael decided that it wasn't a financially smart decision to put a cash offer. So the producer's like, can you explain why? And the her answers were, no, I can't really explain why. And then she makes a point that the determining factor of the final decision of the houses is ultimately Michael's opinion and that it's also his perspective to not make the divorce public until things with the lender and the bank are all set so that they don't think that there's like a movement of money or whatever but then Ashley finds out that the divorce that the banks already know that they're getting a divorce so the producer asks Ashley if Michael lying about the whole thing with the divorce and the bank and the lender worries her. And then Ashley kind of just like gets this realization that her marriage is ending and she gets very emotional. So all that to say, not exactly sure what's happening, but at the end of the day, what we know is the divorce is being finalized and the banks know that. And Truly, I don't know how that affects her home buying process. <laughs> this whole scene was confusing to me. All I, what I really understood is that Ashley was just looking at, you know, which house would be best for her and her babies. And then obviously she brought her brother along. The realtor that she's working with worked with Michael. Um, and she's known her for as long as she knows Michael. And it's just, I'm very confused. Um, because when it comes to like the whole house purchase it seems like the producers in the confession were asking Ashley a lot of questions because they were confused themselves overall like nobody has a an an understanding of what's going on um because I don't think it should be a complicated situation like if Michael is helping you buy a house find the house right and then agree with Michael do you like this house do you think it's a good house is how much it costs and then he either says yes or no so mm-hmm. I'm not sure why it's just being such a lengthy, um, confusing situation. Um, I feel I- like, I feel like it was like, I feel like the house buying process was kind of like Ashley's final way of like staying with Michael 
And so hearing that the divorce had gone through before they kind of finalized the house, maybe that's what made her upset that it's like the final straw. I don't know. Has the divorce finalized? Because I thought- Or not not finalized, but made public. them to say that they're still together while they're buying the house. I'm not sure- yeah. Well, that's that's what that's what the producer was saying that like Ashley was saying Michael wanted them to stay together until like the, Michael didn't want it to be public that they were getting a divorce before they finalized the house. But then the producer said that Michael told the bank and the lender that they're they're getting a divorce. So there's like a miscommunication. And that's what it seems that Ashley is upset by this whole I think every single person in bravo world is confused in regards to ashley and michael's divorce Mm -hmm. so not we're just not gonna go there we're just gonna wait for more information um so maybe that means we need to give some of the women some grace when they have so many questions about ashley darby's divorce that's true that's very i don't think i'm you know what that's true i'm not against them now giselle go go ahead like (laughs) oh wow questions you want because that thing is not making sense to me you know the only thing I took part of this scene was um although at first I was wondering whether this whole divorce was real or not like when Ashley broke down to you know like her brother she started Mm. crying I feel like maybe she's been on autopilot this whole situation and then when she finally found the house that I think she likes the house she realized that it's really happening, mm. that she's moving out. They're getting a divorce. Her babies are not going to grow up in like this mom and that traditional relation, you know, like family. So that part, I was like, hmm, maybe it is real. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, I'm like, I don't know. But I actually did felt I did feel really sad for her. Um, so now we see Robin has a new house. Oh my gosh, I'm like super excited for her. I'm so happy for her. The house looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Robin and Juan talking about the prenup. But before that, you know, I had a crush on Juan, and uh, I no longer have a crush on Juan. Uh, is not doing so great. It seems like I don't want to mean or anything, but. I think he's also going bald. Like being bald headed is not an issue <laughs> if you have to be right cute. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, I was like, mm, one, you're kind of going through it. Like I, I, I don't one is definitely going through it. But you but then like when she showed their wedding picture and you could see him in that picture, you can definitely see he was a really like cute guy. Um I mean he was like like at the height of his career in the NBA then too. That's very true. And probably like twenty something, twenty four. Mm. Actually, one one looks like a seasoned dad. (laughs) He looks like he's been a dad for 14 years. Technically, he's been a dad for 12 years. I think he's or whatever, however old they are. So um, no, but like honestly, um, I was just like, okay, one, it seems like there's a lot going on, but you see them talking about their prenup. Well, the prenup that Robin wants to have this time around. One is kind of puzzled a little bit because he doesn't see the point. Um, Because he's like, well, when I wanted us to have a conversation, um, you weren't too thrilled about it. Um, Because Robin did say they signed up a prenup, Mm -hmm. like initially, but obviously it doesn't matter because they lost all their money, unfortunately. Um, Somebody stole all their money. His Um, best friend, right? He was Robin's friend. Oh. I don't know if he was their financial advisor. 
um, and something happened and all everything they they possess, like that person stole it, but also that person committed suicide. Oh, right. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Yeah, it's a very complicated situation. And people honestly like say that obviously like initially like one had a lot of resentment towards Robin and that could have also that could have been what contributed to their like breakup and everything. But mm-hmm. so yeah, Robin wants the prenup and one ultimately he doesn't care about it. He's like you do whatever you want. <laughs> so Yeah, but I I think he's not excited about it. And he, he was saying like, why would I sign a prenup? And she was like, oh, you mean like how I signed a prenup? <laughs> Which is basically what we were saying from the beginning. Like Robin's going to bring up this prenup. Juan is not going to be up for it. And she's he like, fine at the end of it. He's like, sure, you do whatever you want. He's not excited, but he's like, if that's what you want, that's what you want. And he said, I make more money than you. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he did say that. How do we feel about that? Do you think that's true? Well, it's obviously not true because then Robin goes into the confessional and she's like, men will be men. They'll no, say anything. She said, I don't remember him saying that when the producers were like, he said he makes more money than you. Is that true? She's like, I don't remember him saying that. I think that's her protecting her husband or her fiance, whatever. But I, I think probably she makes more money than him, but she doesn't want to like embarrass him and be like, no, he's wrong. Like, you're not going to go on TV and be like, my husband is wrong about this fact. Listen, listen. I know not every couple is affectionate in public and some people are very reserved and everything, but I just don't see it with Robin and Juan. I I don't. Yeah. I just feel like they're forced to have to go through that next step with each other. I just don't see any happiness. And also, and I could be wrong. I don't like to make judgment like that, but it's just like, obviously this is a reality TV show. We're watching, we're giving our own thoughts. And at some point, Robin started talking about some sort of infidelity that happened and one shut it down. Like he did not want to talk mm. about it. Do you realize that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't see excitement. I don't see, all right, like a lot, a lot of the things happen. We grew up to get, we grew up with each other. Things happened. We went through a really hard time and now we realize that we belong together and we're going to make it work. Like, mm still love each other and want to you know want to give ourselves a second chance it doesn't feel like that for me whenever I looked at them and I have never felt like that ever since it's always like they're there for like just distance they're like comfortable with each other like they're there because they have to be they they're there because they have to be because it's like obviously they're comfortable with each other you know but I just always feel like a certain distance whenever they're interacting Mm you know and and you don't see that with Karen and like Ray oh you know completely different but when they're interacting like even when um there was a season where Ray was going through it and he was telling Karen Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I'm in love right now whatever but like you could still see like bubble bath (laughs) (laughs) she literally went and I was like I'm done with this conversation I'm gonna run a bubble bath and just relax (laughs) um but you could see something I don't know I just don't see it between them so yeah question for you what are your thoughts about Robin's engagement ring the pink diamond with the halo oh I have I don't know what it looks like oh that's how much did not pay attention to I don't like it your love story why don't you like it I think it looks kind of tacky so what is it it's like pink 
it's a pink diamond it's like a pink like kind of princess cut diamond maybe it's a cushion cut and it has a halo hmm let me pull it up i kind of want to see it now okay yeah i i'm gonna see it oh it's five carats Oof, that's a lot of carrots oh i wish it wasn't pink yeah but it's pretty it's not bad i don't like that i don't like it Okay, so the last scene in this little group of scenes is Wendy goes to her dermatologist and she's talking to her about her hair loss. Um, And basically her dermatologist is like, your body is reacting to all of your stress, which again, connects us back to Wendy's storyline of the season of she is busy. And- But also I think it started um, after she gave birth to her daughter. So apparently a lot of women suffer hair loss after, you know, as part of like postpartum and stuff, so- Yep. True. Exactly. Yeah. So she said she started, she started losing her hair after her, her last child, her daughter. And then the dermatologist actually was very helpful to me saying that when your body goes through stress, like the least it cares about is like keeping your hair. So that's the last thing that like your nutrients go to. So basically Wendy's like, yep, my whole life, all I know is stress. My mom was stressed. I'm stressed, whatever. And then the dermatologist is like, okay, these are your treatment options. One of them gives you side effects of growing facial hair. And when he's like, nope. <laughs> so I, no real comments there. I mean, who wants face? I do not want facial hair. So I feel her on that. Honestly, the scene was relatable. And I also really liked the education that we got from um, the doctor. So that was helpful to me. And I was, I was taking notes. I was like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Note to self, do not be stressed. Do not be stressed. Good. Very easy. And so then we have the next scene where Mia and Robin are having lunch. Um, obviously, you know, Robin felt really bad. So like how they were, you know, questioning a lot of things about Mia and her whole like cancer post. Um, and, you know, Mia accepted her apology. But what I found really good is that Robin still insisted on like asking you know like direct questions to me it's like okay listen we don't want to talk behind your back anymore now tell me what's going on um it didn't feel like Mia was too excited about you know sharing what's going on um she basically explained um Robin asked her to explain like her diagnosis and explain why it Apparently, Mia said that there were several lumps around her body. They took, they biopsied some of those lumps and they found out that they ruled out it was not cancerous, but she might have an autoimmune disorder, which is, which could be possible, honestly. I feel like I accepted that explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, um, Robin shared with her what everybody, you know, like what everybody is saying about Chris and how Giselle said she was uncomfortable how Ashley said that maybe he slid in, you know, into her DM and everything. And Mia, obviously, <laughs> attention seeking, literally shared with Robin how, um, you know, during Karen's party, she was dancing and like Chris was staring her down. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, thank God for the producers. Thank roll, God for the producers. Back the tape. That's what I was telling you, woman. See, like, that's why I can't just jump on that bandwagon. They roll back the tape and they showed you Chris was not even looking at her. Like Chris's head was turned all the way away from the dance floor, which is literally probably doesn't even know who Mia is. (laughs) Like, isn't this crazy? I'm like, why? And that's when I realized like for a fact, yes, she is attention seeking. Mm -hmm. And this whole cancer post was also attention seeking Mm -hmm. point blank period. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so I also want to make the note that Robin and Mia are not dressed for the same function. <laughs> Mia comes in, she looks so chic and like her like nude monochrome coat, bodysuit, pants, so chic, would wear that outfit. And then Robin walks in and she <laughs> comes in, in a hoodie which is how I am right now, <laughs> but she, she and Mia are like not dressed for the same lunch. I don't know what was happening there, but it was funny. It made me laugh. Well, Robin is not known for her fashion sense, honestly. Yeah. But she literally looks like she just like picked up the kids from basketball practice and she was practicing with them. You know what? That's true. At least you can look cute if you're going to lunch with your friend, but you know, yeah, it was just funny. Like when people don't like, it was just like, like if all the girls are going out and we don't communicate what we're wearing and somebody's wearing like jeans and the other's wearing like a chic black dress, like there's just something else. Um, but I did, I did want to kind of build off of what you were saying that like Robin's questioning was super valid. Like she was like, listen, I don't understand what you're trying to say. No one understands what you're trying to say and it's causing confusion. But it like also part of me when I was watching that and she was like asking about like each um like each post and like why she was saying it like part of me is like I get it like I don't understand why she's doing all of this and like I also want to understand like and I feel like I would kind of try to ask just to get a good feel of like what's going on. But other part of me is like it still doesn't really matter, Robin, like what Mia's posting, because like it's her life that she wants to like seek attention from. So I think I think that whole thing is kind of like hard to like land on a side in a way. Yeah, but I think Robin had a valid like point when she's like, all right, you decided to share the journey mm-hmm. from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So you're sharing it to the public and it's a huge scare um Robin was like well the expectations is for you to at least provide some updates and then Mia was like well I don't have to I can do whatever I want don't like put on a post like that and obviously you're gonna get people's sympathy and people might start worrying you know some people are empath and some people worry about you whether they know you or not you know like I'm sure she's getting a fan base or whatever Mm -hmm. don't do that and then say like well I don't have to update you if I don't want to I can just put on later on hey this is not that anymore I think her post initially stated that she probably had cancer actually most likely she probably said like I have cancer I got called and it's like it seems like it's cancer and then the following post where it's like okay no cancer so everybody needs a little bit more like what she told to Robin she could have made a post stating that I got some lumps removed they got a biopsy. There was it. They were not cancerous cells, and it looks like I might be having an autoimmune disorder. I'm not sure. I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, like thank you all for your like prayers yeah, and whatever. Everything. So I think that's like still a fair point. It's kind of like, especially if you're on a public platform like that. Like if you just you don't need to share if that's what it is. Like, but then don't be like, oh well, I can share what I want, and then. Mm-hmm are worried about you now and then it's like I don't care how you feel whatever now I decide not not to share so Mm -hmm. you know yeah so the Mia saga continues this next scene fire fire (laughs) and the producers killed us because they're going from one room to another to one room to another and it was hard to keep track of but woman do you want to recap it for us 
Yes, I can start. I think every scene before this scene were kind of like filler scenes. Mm-hmm. You know? And this was like, this is what really made it for me. And um, this, this scene, as we're like talking about it, all I can hear in my head is that Rihanna and Calvin Harris song. It's like, baby, this is what you came for. Yeah, it's funny. I first started singing. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that's what she's going to say. So this, this is what we came for. But you know what I really like with this um, episode? I feel like this episode was a very like Robin focused, which mm. um, I like. Because initially it's her going off on Wendy, her talking about her house, her prenup. We finally saw one. Thank God. Um, <laughs> you know, her and that lunch with um, True. Uh, yeah. with Mia. And now she's going to be joining Chris's and Candice's lunch. Okay. And um, so let's get to it. So this scene, there's like two things going on. We have one scene with Karen um, inviting Giselle to her house for the first time in a long time. The best frenemies of all time. This is really undefeated, undefeated. For sure. I I agree with that. And then the following scene, you see Candace and Chris Bassett. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're we're making a point to call him Chris Bassett because I was not corrected last week when I kept calling him Chris Dillard. Dillard. Um, for a long time and it's Chris Bassett um, and we see them basically going to lunch right so they're gonna have their small their little conversation and then um, Karen invited Giselle in and you know they seem to be on friendly terms um, you know this time I don't think Giselle was shading anything because she usually always you know have a shade ready for Karen but it was good um, mm-hmm. kind of told her about like you know the dance class that Ashley had um, Karen <laughs> And she was like, show me. <laughs> no, she, she goes, she goes, she goes, oh, Ashley's ticky talky class. <laughs> no, she was, no, no, no. She was saying like, she's good with ticky talky now. So, <laughs> and she means TikTok people. Um, so then like, um, you know, like Giselle actually got up to show her what they were doing. <laughs> I'm like, do not drop it like that. She dropped like she was like going to the bathroom. No, like, I don't believe that's what, you know, the, the instructor was doing but that Giselle was kinda, did not learn from class no not at all it was cute and then after that obviously like Giselle shared with you know Karen what was going on um with Candace and how she walked away and then proceeded to be like well this is what happened with Chris and I felt uncomfortable um Karen is really I honestly really love Karen like she knows how to be neutral sometimes and mm-hmm. how to keep one unbiased um, opinion you know um and she was just like well if you feel uncomfortable Chris deserves to apologize to you which I completely agree mm-hmm. if I tell you hey I felt uncomfortable it's not up to you to define whether I should have feel uncomfortable or not like definitely apologize um and then they fast forward to Chris and um Candace like having lunch um apparently you know it's been pretty difficult for Candace like her um, IV, IV, she's going through an IVF process and right now she's not seeing positive results. So she's like frustrated about that and sad and, you know, expressing, um, her frustration to Chris who basically told her like, listen, it's early enough. So, you know, and I, and I've had like friends who's gone through that process and it takes a very, very long time. So, um, yeah, you never know when it's going to work, when it's not going to work. So I kind of felt bad for her on that part. Keep the faith, Candace. It'll happen. And then obviously, you know, Candace started talking about 
what happened with, you know, Giselle and how Giselle said that, well, first of all, what happened with Ashley, how Ashley said that Chris was, you know, like sliding her DM and then what happened with Giselle, how Giselle said that Chris made her feel uncomfortable and like kind of took her to a room. So now this is where we're going to get between he said, she said, right? So now we go back to Karen and Giselle. Mm -hmm. Did Robin join them at lunch yet? Not, not, not within that first part. Okay. She joined them like after they're done through that okay. little segment. So then we go back to Karen and Giselle and then Giselle basically still narrating what happens right and then as Giselle's telling um Karen what's going on Chris is telling um Candace what happened two different versions Giselle said that Chris said let's go to your room Chris said I never said let's go to your room she suggested we go to her room right mm -hmm. and then Giselle said that um she was like, oh, I need to leave the door open. And then Chris said, like, let's just keep the door open because I don't want anybody to think anything weird is happening. And you could see eventually, like, the first thing when, when Giselle started telling, um, like, Karen about the whole situation, Karen was like, well, if you're uncomfortable, that's fair. Chris has to apologize. But later on, Karen was like, okay, well, why would you be saying, like, oh, I don't want the door closed. I don't want, it's going to be his word against my word. She's like, why are you taking it that far she's like wait and you remember how I told you Chris and Giselle had some sort of friendship mm -hmm. Karen's like but Chris is your I thought you guys were friends like why would you even go there and then she said did he do anything to you did he touch you no so why are you even taking it that it's it's one thing you feel uncomfortable it's another thing taking it further and having some assumptions that can be damaging to someone's marriage so then I really like the fact that in this scene not only we saw Karen like understanding like yes Giselle was uncomfortable but also like having a fair assessment and being like maybe let's not take it further than than it needs to be right mm -hmm. so then Giselle said you know eventually I felt uncomfortable whatever it's either she asked him to leave and then Chris said I left because she it looks like she felt uncomfortable so then that's it like it point blank period like the whole situation I, I get it it could have been an uncomfortable uncomfortable situation and then he left and that's it. We don't need to take it further. We don't need to assume like, oh, Chris would have wanted something else. And then later on, like Robin joined, joined them. And then you can go with that one. Yeah. And like <clears throat> one thing that Karen brings up that I appreciated, like her perspective is she's like, I had like X, Y, and Z situation with somebody's husband and mm -hmm. I felt uncomfortable, but I didn't like, I brought it up privately I didn't bring it up to like the group mm -hmm. and that's when Giselle is like I didn't bring it up to the group either I know I was shocked I never thought that she would throw Robin under the bus like that yeah because she was like Robin brought it up I know and then the producers were like do you think there's a crack in their friendship the green-eyed bandits mm. and and Karen's response was of course there is and so yeah that's why that's that's one one question that I have is like if Robin is the one that's like bringing this up and like bringing the mess to Mia who's like obviously going to tell everybody why why is a situation with Candace gonna be the thing that Robin as Giselle's close friend like takes that as the reason 
All right, so then we see Robin for the final scene. We see Robin joining like Chris and um, Candace during their lunch. Um, I did not expect to see Robin join. This, this was very, very weird to me. I was like, whoa, what is she doing there? So she joined them um, and you know, obviously she was like, you guys, and you can see that Chris at this point, Chris normally would get up and probably hug, but Chris was like, I'm sitting down. I thought that was a joke. I'm not touching. No, it was, you could really see it's kind of like, listen, at this point, I'm not even going to be touchy with you guys because he even made a reference to that before Robin joined them. He's like, when they would come, he's like, I always like to make people True. feel comfortable. When they would come, I would wait before they're like, let me go for a hug before I decide to hug your friends. Yeah. And I generally feel like Chris was probably heard about this whole situation because probably I don't think his mind was anywhere near where Ashley or Giselle thought it was going which is fine like it, it's fine that his intention was not to make people feel uncomfortable but at the end of the day if your actions are coming off as like a different like per, then they're being perceived by the person then there just needs to be an adjustment it doesn't mean that you're that, a bad person perceived by that person because someone else would have made up may have not felt what they felt so it's okay for me to feel like you have your own feelings, right? But it's not like the, everybody agrees because even Robin felt like if Chris had done that to me, I would not take it. I wouldn't think. If Chris had like answered one of my stories and told me like, oh, you guys should come to this restaurant and said, I would have not thought that way. So Ashley feeling that way, there's maybe there's a whole, you know, everyone has their own way about how they, they perceive people's actions be, based on their experience, based on like their trauma and everything. That is completely fine. But it's not like, okay, Michael Darby going in and grabbing a producer's butt. Everyone see that mm -hmm. as like, Very this clear. is not in your person, you have a different perception. Of, no, that's uncomfortable period, right? Me doing something where I didn't think that it could have offended you, it's still fine if you're offended, but it's not like now the only adjustment that needs to happen is like, oh shoot, like I feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh shoot, I had no idea. Well, My bad. Yeah. That's gonna happen. I agree yeah. with you, you know? That's all but, that needs to happen. But well, woman, you have to admit that they're take they're trying to take it somewhere else. As well. I mean, yeah, they're on TV and they're like part of a show, and I get that. But and like, I, I think it started oh. off. I don't think I think Ashley started off by being like, "This is a weird thing." Ashley's smart. You can see when Ashley's talking, she's like, mm, you know, like I okay. I still think it's weird. I think it's weird that he did that, and I like he 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 from what he's saying he it's clear that he was like that's not how I meant it but it's still weird and so I, maybe he'll think twice or three times before texting his wife's friends or like responding to his wife's friends messages at like two or three in the morning so then we okay so then we go back to basically the final scene and Robin basically telling Candace and Chris like I don't agree at all with Giselle and I don't think you were trying to slide in Ashley's DM basically being like I'm I'm, I'm on you guys' side this time mm -hmm. wrong I don't agree with anything they're saying so I was like hmm this is very interesting because even when Robin disagrees with Giselle she never comes out and literally share it with other people She'll talk to Giselle, but she's not going to go behind Giselle's back and be like, yeah, Giselle is wrong to everyone, right? 
So then my thing is, like I was telling you initially, I told you that I do believe that Robin and Candace was like had like a different relationship. Like they were building on a relationship. Like, cause you could see, like I said in previous scene, even though yes, they're filming, but you don't see anyone like having one-on-one -on -one time with Wendy. So you have to have some sort of relationship or friendship for you to want to just film that one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. with each other. And Robin was doing that with Candace. So I do feel like Robin definitely disagrees with Giselle. And this time she just doesn't care how she comes out and she's standing in. Robin is, Robin is like, I'm exactly what you said. Like she's going to stand in her truth and it doesn't matter what side it falls on. And I don't know where this energy came from. Giselle, it's definitely not on Giselle's side. I know, which like, and maybe, maybe she's been like keeping up with what everybody's saying. Like that, like Robin is just kind of like an echo to Giselle, but like in a way I kind of liked it because it seemed like they were, it seemed, it seemed to make their like friendship more like real to me, like more authentic. Cause like, I'm like, on this podcast, you and I are disagreeing, but like, if, if you and I were to be out and like having a conversation with somebody and you brought something up that the other person disagreed with, I'm on your side, mm -hmm. like in public, I'm on your side. And if it's, if it's like wrong, like I would bring it up to you later. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like that, yeah, how we did never that happen? Each, like, it's like, we're not, but I would never go to like a third person yeah. And be like, Tressy was wrong. Like yeah. without talking to you first, you know? No, 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 no. I, I definitely. So it made it feel like their friendship was more real. Cause like they had that loyalty to each You think it's just the house situation? Something's that no. cannot be that. Can I think, be I think it's, I think it's like compiled stuff. Yeah, that's very true. Like maybe, maybe Robin has felt very like secondary to Giselle in their friendship. I mean, that's honestly how it came out, woman. Like, it's almost like, okay, like I said, right? They don't need to go to a third party and share that. But at least there could be scenes, one-on-one -on -one scenes where I can, like right now we're going at it against it with the whole Chris situation. Anybody who listens can clearly hear that. Like, I'm saying I disagree. You're saying you agree. I'm saying I'm disagree. You're saying you agree. So the thing is like, at least they should have those scenes between each other where we can, mm. that, like, I'm not just accepting everything that you're doing. Like Giselle, that was wrong bringing, bringing up the Wendy's rumor. Giselle, that was wrong what we did to Karen. Like, you know how um, when Ray was having like tax issues, like they, they invited mm -hmm. parents to a conference or something like that. And then they wrote a t-shirt, like free uncle, uncle, like, banner uncle ray whatever they it was just very mean spirited and robin was always there it was like there's no need to support your friend in her bad behavior mm -hmm. so i wonder if it's because like you're saying people are like listen you gotta be your own person because it looks like you have no backbone i and think we that's what it is so i can't wait to see what happens i feel like we're not gonna know much about how it played out until the reunion mm -hmm. you know what I mean because that's when we're gonna see like the Giselle I know for a fact Andy's gonna bring it up like Giselle and Robin and how Robin like took um Chris's side instead mm -hmm. of Giselle's side so Robin Lots has a voice. 
I know Robin has found her voice and that that's like the theme of this season. I think I'm excited for it. So overall, I said that, you know, obviously Chris gave his, um, basically Chris told us what happened from his point of view. Giselle told us what happened from her point of view. Um, and I believe Chris. I think, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I think Chris did not ask her to go to her room. I agree with that. And I think Giselle, I, I don't know if it's that black and white, but I think it's somewhere. True. She has not been honest about a lot of things. Um, and she always like mingle in other people's like marriage and relationship. And um, so I just kind of like, for me, I just, I don't, I just don't trust her. But if she was uncomfortable, Chris, just apologize and let's move on. I agree. I think it could have ended like that. Like, sorry, there was a miscommunication. Things got misinterpreted. I would never want to disrespect you or make you feel uncomfortable. I think that's how it could have ended, but then there would be no season. So here we are. But also Candace needs to like reel it in. Like, girl, you don't need to always use those extreme words whenever you're angry. You know how she was describing Giselle and it was just, oof. Mm. Calm down. Calm down. Trying to bring a baby into the world. Just relax. All right. So that recaps our third episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac lots to come lots to clear up probably more medical issues from mia and <laughs> wendy's just busy that's why she's not on her screen <laughs> storyline wendy like come on do better all right we'll see you all right make sure to follow us on instagram at woman did you watch housewives and coming soon on twitter you'll find us as well at women did you watch housewives where you can follow all the tea And make sure to like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.